It's Monday. It's morning. And once again, it keep it keeps happening. It's macabre. It keeps becoming when Monday. will the politicians like, we put into office end this madness? Yeah, end big weekdays reign on Monday through Sunday. Monday? Every week you're telling Out of control. me. Every week we get back to Monday. I have to go back to work every week. Are you kidding? It's me? absolute horseshit. Welcome. Listeners, to Monday Morning Macabre, the show where we talk about spooky, 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 spookies. Uh, that's spooky uh, cubed? No. What's the... Just, I guess it's just to the fourth, huh? Uh, Anything after cubed, you just say to the X, Yeah, right? probably. Anyway, welcome to the <laughs> sure, show, sure. ladies ladies and gentlemen. We got another spicy, spooky week full of spooky, spicy surprises for you, as we always do. If you've never heard the show before, one of us, Scones or Darcy, I am Darcy, that is Scones, will bring a a spooky, scary thing and tell the other one about it. And uh, it's pretty uh, litty, as the kids <laughs> we're say. pretty litty. We're, <laughs> we're really trying to get that demo, the 18 to 24 demographic, so we're going to start saying words like litty and yeah, bussin'. Yeah, no cap. No cap, this podcast about to be bussin'. Do you think other people think like their their phone turned off or something or they're buffering there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they probably they checked. They stopped. Someone, like, yeah. Mm, hello? At Spotify? least one person checked their phone there. Is my mobile data working? Nope. We just paused for an extended it was an extended beat to gauge youth interest. I think it's gauged. In our I think it's gauged. I think people were standing up and cheering all the all the youth of America. Yeah, today. I think they're uh uh no no cap. I think they're all uh Jeez, I don't know. Playing hacky sack? I don't know. I don't. Eating Captain Crunch? I don't know. Tech Deck dudes? Are those still Hell things? Hell yes, they are. Tech Deck dudes Dude, are forever. Tech Deck dudes. We should do uh, a new podcast. Tech Tech Deck Dude Tuesdays. Friendships come and go, but Tech Decks are forever. Preach, bro. You know, it's like, it's always. I was always so impressed by the people who could actually do what are they because the tech deck dudes are the actual characters on the skateboard yeah right? and they're all thumbs but dressed up like different themes yeah right <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and you can get them for like a quarter at any like shaw's in the outside of the store but in the exit door area you know, oh yeah about? the little hallway as you leave what was the name of is it just tech decks or just the skateboards right yeah okay you know how like you've seen videos of people who like can like shred a tech deck? Hell yeah, that's a YouTube rabbit hole. I am all that, over. <laughs> that shit always impresses the hell out of me because I have no idea how they do it. Just like, raw talent and time. It's literally like the amount of time you have to spend just getting a tech. Anyway, guys, this is this is what you came to hear about, right? You're like, I can't wait for my two favorite people to talk about tech decks. Yeah, I came here to feel guilty because I watched, I binged the whole Netflix show when I could have been getting better at tech decks. <laughs> Unless you're watching a documentary on like the great tech deck wars of the 2000s. If there's a tech 2000s? deck documentary, I need to look it up now because I need something to look forward to. What would you name the tech deck documentary, Scones? What would you give, give it a title? Oh. <laughs> I found one and I can't come up with <laughs> Wait, a better one. Shut now. the fuck up. <laughs> tech Tech, Fingers of Fury, a 1999 <laughs> documentary. That's amazing. I am honestly, if you're here and you're like, hey, just get to the spooky stuff already, <laughs> shut up shut and up. sit down. 
You yes, yeah, sit the fuck down because we just found out there's a tech deck documentary, which we're gonna report on next episode. <laughs> so be sure to tune in. Tech decks are sick, and I challenge anyone to th- <laughs> to come at us for not being stoked about hearing about them. Anyway, um, today I will be bringing the spooky, st- spooky, scary thing. Scones is gonna have to sit there and and listen. With I his might ears. just not even pay attention. Just watch this documentary right now. <laughs> I wouldn't blame you at all. <laughs> Just have an entire episode where I'm not tuned in. <laughs> we're six like, scones. What do you think of? And you're like, you ever see an ollie on the fingers? <laughs> I'm like, all right. You know what? You're right. Dude's about to do a fucking <laughs> 720. Nolly tray flip. <laughs> this week's episode is a listener submission. And it's a new Patreon member Ooh. who sent us a lovely little message. We love lovely messages. And I was like, oh, that's so nice of you. And I'm um, shout out to Sir Corny Neck for, yep. <laughs> for the uh, <laughs> on brand for the for the suggestion. And also, I hope your eight hour shift, the pain of it is eased through Tech Deck Dudes. Uh, he sent me a fucking cre- he, sent, he actually sent us two. But the one I'm doing is is uh, I cannot believe I've never heard of this. It's insane. This it's just is a crazy the build story. up I like and I need from I know. Sir and Coney Neck. Sir Cor- Corny Neck. Corny Neck. And his avatar is a little corn. It's a it's a corn on the cob. This guy knows how to brand. <laughs> <laughs> this guy gets it. He honestly might be the new manager at Sling and Dingers. We'll talk to the execs. But the story I'm bringing you today, Scones, is the complex tale of Colorado's Kill Dozer. Holy hell yes. That's the most. That sounds like a tech tech documentary right there. (laughs) (laughs) Killdozer. Yeah, that's like the name of the the team that's bought by the big corporation to win the tech tech uh, tournament. (laughs) They're going to demolish the the old tech tech dude rec center unless they beat him in a half pipe. (laughs) Yep, that's way too accurate. I hate it. Band. Play that music so we can get to talking about the kill. Band, play us a ska song so I feel like I'm skateboarding in someone's backyard. So Colorado's Killdozer scones. This story, I, I like I said previously, I cannot believe I've never heard of it because it is so insane. This I'm I'm, I'm reading an article on sofrep.com. Dude, I've never heard of the site, but oh, we're all everything today is just sounding like skateboard turns. <laughs> I know, right? So, yo, bro, I'm from, I'm repping sofrep on my sick so new frep. tech deck dude tour. Dude, our our already our like backyard half pipe like references hit so hard <laughs> with that eighteen to whatever. <laughs> that, no dude, idea what Scony we're Hawk's about. about to drop in, brother. So let's begin. The name Marvin Hemayer may not ring a bell in the minds of many. For the first 52 years of his life, Hemayer went by his given name and made a living as a welder and muffler repairman. But early in 2003, something changed that pushed Hemayer into a new life, one that would garner him a more ominous, and melodramatic, it says parenthetically, name that may sound familiar to anyone with a YouTube account. And that name 
was Killdozer. Dude, I need a YouTube account. I gotta get familiar with this shit. <laughs> I gotta, I, yeah, right? I gotta get that YouTube premium. I mean, come YouTube on, who you're it? featuring Killdozer with no ads. Give me that Vimeo Platinum or whatever the There's fuck. There's a Vimeo premium service? No, I don't, <laughs> I don't fucking know. I assume so. Uh, that Neopet Gold. Heck yeah. Websites, shout out to Neopets. Neopia, never let Either it die. Ones. <laughs> the real ones. Websites, social media groups, and online forums have, in the years since Killdozer's 2004 Rampage, depicted He-Mare as a blue-collar folk hero. A man who rose up against the wealthy and the powerful. A modern David who built his own Goliath. These believers tout claims that He-Mare's armored Rampage claimed no lives because the man sought only retribution against the property of those who had wronged him. But police tell a very different story. I'm still confused as to what is he? I know. We're gonna From that to, sentence, he's a businessman, but yeah. also like a knight in a suit he's of armor, but essentially, also a car. He's, yeah. <laughs> he's a transformer. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's literally a Batman villain. Like, I have no other way to put this, but this man is a literal Batman villain, and we will get into it. So, in the early 1990s, He-Mare moved into Grand Lake, Colorado, bought a few acres of land for $42,000 in 92, and opened his own muffler repair shop. He was widely regarded as a fairly jovial, blue-collar guy, working on the land he had bought to make a living with his own two hands, as people in rural Colorado communities tend to do. That is until he ran into a zoning dispute with the town government. A classic bureaucratic, sticky situation. if I had a nickel for every time I heard a zoning dispute turned into a horrifying situation... (laughs) I mean, if we should know, the rec center was going to get taken down via zoning disputes before our tech deck tournament. And that was the only way to save it. No <laughs> it other was way. was win. <laughs> After 10 years of operating his business on the two-acre patch of land he mayor had purchased, plans were approved to build a massive concrete plant just at the edge of his property. This plan proved to be a serious issue for He-Mare as the only access road to his business crossed directly through the planned concrete flat factory meaning that neither he nor any customers would have street access to his business. So this dude's got his muffler repair shop. They're like, hey, we're going to build a sweet-ass new plant right next to you. And uh, it's going to just, you're not going to be accessible anymore by cars. And he's like, that's not great. (laughs) Uh, Hey, uh, uh, local government, uh, real quick. Come on. Come on. Come on, guys. April Fool's, baby. Uh, this is where the legend of Killdozer tends to part ways with reality in some accounts. Those who prefer to paint He-Mare purely as a wronged party jump directly to the town zoning commission's 2001 decision to authorize the concrete plant's construction. He-Mare appealed that decision, claiming it would block access to his existing business, but his appeal was denied. Denied. Soon after that interaction, He-Mare was hit with a series of fines totaling around $2,500. These fines were levied for violations that included junk cars on the property and not being hooked up to the sewer line. Hey, if those are crimes, lock me up, brother. All right. Ew. My house is covered in old cars and poop. <laughs> the sewer- and my government will not <laughs> stop me. And the town I live in will not be best me, <laughs> Do baby. not tread on Dars. oh man the sewer line infraction was particularly offensive to he-mare as he apparently could not get access to the sewer lines without crossing over eight feet of the concrete plant's property this all sounds like a small business owner getting muscled out of town by zoning commissions and big business and there may be some truth to that to that narrative but he-mare also found himself trapped on that two-acre plot of land 
through his own lack of foresight and some could argue due to his greed. Prior to the zoning decision, Hemayer had entered into an agreement with the company that owned the land for the proposed concrete plant. They would pay him $250,000 for his two acres of land, allowing him a tidy profit over his $42,000 purchased and enough money to set up shop somewhere new. However, Hemayer soon backed out of the deal, upping his demand to $375,000 based on one can assume an idea that the concrete plant would have to agree to his demands. He may assumed up the ante again, reportedly demanding a deal worth as much as a million dollars to get him to leave his two-acre plot. At that point, many contend that the concrete plot opted to simply pursue its zoning rights and stop trying to deal with he So they were like, it was a real bird-in-the-hand situation. They're like, hey, here's $250,000. We realize we're kind of effing you over. You can go find a new spot to, to, to hang your hat. And he's like, bitch, I want a milli. Heck yeah, and they, they would were like, go for the big bucks. <laughs> They're like, nah. And I know <laughs> yeah. this talk, not not so much. We're just not going to do that. And I know this talk of big business and zoning laws sounds like the second se- season of True Detective right now, but I promise we're going to get to the Killdozer part soon. So, whether you think Hemer was screwed over by the government or not, there's no debating that he was convinced that he was. He first leased his business to a different company before selling the property outright to a third party, using the proceeds to begin custom modifications to his Komatsu D three five five A bulldozer. Hell oh, yes! <laughs> <laughs> Over the next eighteen months, Hemeyer would build makeshift armor plating that housed the bulldozer's cabin, engine, and even parts of its tracks, using a combination of sheets of tool steel and five thousand psi quickcrete, which is concrete, to create the armor. Some portions of the bulldozer sat behind more than a foot of protection, rendering the vehicle all but impervious to small arms fire. <laughs> he built himself a tank out of a bulldozer. He built himself a killdozer. He built himself a fucking killdozer. And this is what I mean when I say it's literally a Batman villain. Where it's like <laughs> the, the fucking town wronged me, so I could have. He's like, it's like a muffler repairman gets wronged, so he builds a fucking tank out of a bulldozer. It's like classic marvel slash like dc comic villain move dude next time robin hood pulls shit everyone on wall street bets is gonna get their own bulldozer and head on over (laughs) (laughs) so the vehicle's impervious to small arms fire and the police would find even he mayor installed monitors inside the protected cabin cabin that were wired to cameras he placed around the exterior of the armored bulldozer. He then enclosed those cameras inside three inches of bullet-resistant plastic to ensure law enforcement couldn't shoot them out. It's funny because this inside dude would their- have been... He would have succeeded at anything he did after this. <laughs> right? He's Yeah, this dude is such a go-getter. He could have done anything, but he built a fucking killdozer <laughs> instead. <laughs> it's like so insane. He literally could have been he's like... He's a go-getter, gonna dude. He's going to go get them. He's going to, I'm going to, he could have invented like a new way to, to solve like hunger somewhere, but he's like, fuck that. I'm making a killdozer and nobody can stop me. Injustice ends today. Yeah. It's literally, imagine being wronged and then being like, I see only one solution here. Imagine being a cop in that town. <laughs> yeah, right. You're doing a beat like, and hey, also you get cool. called to the killdozer yeah. attack. <laughs> Yeah, do you think they have a code for that? Like, <laughs> if you're a small town cop and you're like, what, like, what the fuck do you even do? I think call him the National you Guard. I don't know. <laughs> so, he installs these cameras so that he can see outside of the tank. He also adds air jets to blow the dust off the camera lenses. 
Inside the cabin, he included fans and air conditioning system, as well as three gun turrets. One for a 50 caliber <laughs> rifle, one for a semi-automatic 308, and one for a 22 caliber rifle. So he has three rifles installed. He sets up this air conditioning system so he because he knows that it's going to get hot as, as, as F. Dude, it gets hot in the kill, though, as everyone knows. Right. Uh, there's a quote. I think God will bless me to get the machine d- done, to drive it, to do the stuff I have to do, he said. God, God bless God me. God advan- guide my blade <laughs> as he's just driving to kill those. Yeah. <laughs> God bless me in advance for the task that I'm about to undertake. It is my duty. God has asked me to do this. It is a cross that I'm going to carry, and I'm carrying it in God's name. Dude, I would have paid so much more attention in, in like Sunday school if there were more kill doses. <laughs> yeah. If after if three days Jesus came back and killed those. <laughs> He's like, where is that punk? Those dang Romans zoning commissions. (laughs) (laughs) On June 4th, 2004, He-Mayor was ready. He climbed inside his bulldozer, used a remote to lower the armored shell down into place, fired up the beast, and drove it directly through the wall of his former shop. (laughs) So he didn't even even leave through the front fucking door. No, you need that movie. Yeah, exactly. He just he booked it out the side of the house. Uh, I'm also sh- I should mention that he sealed himself in uh, so that it was imp- it, once it was sealed he could not get out. So wait, this dude's prepared to live the rest of his life in the killdozer, however long that life may be. Is that what you mean? <laughs> Honestly, COVID not getting him in the killdozer. <laughs> yeah, right. He's like, I don't need a vaccine, baby. I live in my own goddamn universe. Okay, so. He drove directly through the wall of his former shop, from which he was still operating. From there, he drove directly into and through the concrete plant across the way before setting off into town. Once there, he destroyed the town hall, the office of a local newspaper, which had published a number of editorials editorials that were critical to his side of the zoning dispute, and the home of the former mayor who had been involved at the onset of He-Mayor's dispute. One should acknowledge, however, that the mayor had already died and the house's only occupant was his elderly widow. So kind of a dick move. That poor lady losing her husband and then getting killed dozered. And then <laughs> killed dozered. So yeah, he, he is obviously going to places that have wronged him in the past. And he's off his rocker. And he is destroying these buildings. Police fired on the vehicle throughout, first looking for gaps in the armor and then attempting to take out the cameras, but the bulletproof plastic proved to be too much for the officer's pistols. At one point, Sheriff Sheriff Deputy Glenn Trainer even climbed aboard the vehicle, riding it like a scene out of an action movie. As he looked for a gap in the armor, he could drop a flashbang grenade through or even find a clear shot to the driver. He had to give up as to not be injured by debris as the vehicle crashed through buildings. (laughs) It's literally like Rhino from fucking yeah. Marvel Universe. Like, Dude. Just like, <laughs> I, I would read the news so much more. Right? Instead, I have to hear some politician did some horrible thing. And right. meanwhile, Killdozer's going under the radar. Killdozer. It's, I, like I said, I cannot believe I've never heard of it. He may or went on to destroy the library, which had been occupied by a children's group until it was evacuated by police minutes Wait, before he may what did the library arrival. do to him? I don't know. <laughs> he never he knew how to read. He was just like, books. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, his rampage claimed 13 buildings before a puncture in the Killdozer's radiator, combined with a track that stuck while he was in the basement of the Gamble's hardware store destroying it, rendered the vehicle immobile. So he drove into, like, this store, and one of the tracks blew, and he couldn't move. 
I'm not, I would, if you're at the end of this, you're like, he's actually really wealthy now for a lot of patents from like military contracts. I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> he went through 13 buildings nope. and it uh, finally broke. Different, different ending incoming. As the surrounding police descended on the vehicle, they heard a pop of a single gunshot inside the cabin of the vehicle. He may have killed himself. Yeah, that's kind of what I figured when he said so, he sealed himself in. There was no getting out. Yeah, yeah. He he kind of he kind of knew it was he knew it was his his last hurrah. Uh, after explosives proved unable to penetrate the vehicle's armor, law enforcement had to employ an oxy. I don't even acetylene cutting torch to get through the armor and retrieve Hemer's body. No one aside from Hemer was killed that day. That's the incredible. police say they had. N- I know, right? This dude had like rifles and a killdozer, and he knocked over thirteen buildings. Yeah, it makes me wonder why he even put in the guns. And then also, like his driving skills from place to place are amazing. <laughs> yeah, but no he one got should hurt. have been a driving instructor instead of a fucking <laughs> killdozer maker. So, no one aside from Himera was killed that day. Uh, though police say they had nothing but luck to thank for that. Himera reportedly took shots at police vehicles and even at propane tanks using the weapons on board. Had a tank been ruptured, the threat posed to nearby civilians would have been serious. The same would be true if police hadn't used the community's 911 system to reverse call residents and warn them of impending danger. So they had a system where they called all the residents and like who were in the vicinity of the killdozer and was like, yo. Imagine that notification on your phone. Yeah, imagine getting that call. Like, hey, uh, I don't know how to explain this, but there's a killdozer coming and you need to leave right now. So according to reports, journal- journalists in the newspaper office, he mayor that, that destroyed were still fleeing the building out the back door as he came through the front wall. So like there was a lot of close calls, but nobody was injured. That's insane. Which is genuinely nuts. Uh, it's hard to say whether Marvin Hemer intended to end any lives other than his own that day. So defining him as a hero or a villain can be a murky undertaking if that's what you think delineates the two. All told, all told, his rampage caused more than $7 million worth of damage to structures and vehicles in the community. Though in the minds of some, every bit of it was warranted. How, who is reading, like, who thinks the Killdozer was, like, a good guy? Uh, probably people whose small businesses have been fucked over. I guess, yeah, but, like... I think he's, he's a bit more sympathetic he, because no one else got hurt. Is that the response? I, sure, yeah. If somebody was killed, I mean... Is the appropriate response to cause seven million dollars worth of damages, destroy a widow's home, destroy a bunch of businesses, and then kill yourself? Like that doesn't seem doesn't seem like the uh, probably didn't make a lot of change. I'm gonna Google image the killdozer right now. You can see videos of it, like in action. Dude, is this thing going to the Smithsonian or something? You can literally like watch the killdozer go. It's crazy. Go if you're listening to this and you've never seen the killdozer, go to YouTube. Look up Kildozer. Yeah, he's just... Those buildings look like paper Dude, mache. Yeah, it's crazy. So, today, Hemeyer has a devout following in anti-government online communities <laughs> that see his story as one part hero's journey and one part cautionary tale. Uh, the story of a man who was pushed so far that he chose to push back, even at the cost of his own life. In other circles, however, he has been... He is seen as a troubled man who chose to turn to violence when life didn't go his way. There, this had to have spawned at least, like, 20 metal bands called Killdozer, right? <laughs> called Killdozer? Yeah, it does sound like a like a, a B-horror movie. Like, a bulldozer that comes to life. Killdozer. Yeah, so yeah, the movie, he would have died because of the big businesses, and his ghost would have haunted... <laughs> Yeah. and possess yeah, exactly. the bulldozer that's the movie 
You're welcome, Hollywood. We're doing your work again. You're doing your work again for you, baby. So, a quote, I've seen the I've seen that the way people have venerated Marv and praised him after the fact without even really knowing what happened or the facts of the situation has been repeated in many other rampages and tragedies in America since, said Patrick Brower, an editor who worked in the newspaper office he mayor destroyed. How many people lose petty zoning fights with the government in America? Everybody, all the time. That's not an excuse to go out and tear down tear the town to pieces and shoot at people. Bauer said, or Brower said. <laughs> Ultimately, Hemeyer, it seems, saw himself as the hero that elements of the internet make him out to be. Yet some within his com- community, particularly those victimized by the Killdozer Rampage, recall him as a broken man who took out his woes on the community at large. But how do you see him? Well, wait, listener. Listener? Please write in. I am fascinated to know what Please people think of the Killdozer and whether you guys think... Whether you guys think the Killdozer is is a good guy who is just uh, fighting against the man, or uh, kind of a whack job who is doing some pretty shitty stuff. I think it's a classic, like, uh, you either die a hero, or, it's, or you live long <laughs> right. enough to become the villain. <laughs> to become the Killdozer. But it's literally like a comic book villain, a classic Kill Dozer, comic If book I just villain. typed Killdozer Marvel... There has to be a, <laughs> a reference. Yep, there is a man who became Killdozer. <laughs> Killdozer is what? a Marvel character from the 1990s. Well, that uh, so they had it already. They already had it before before killed the real Killdozer took it. Do you think they're gonna uh, gonna gonna fight for that uh for that for that right that that that? I mean, if we know one thing about this guy. <laughs> you don't want to take him in court. You don't want to. Yeah. Ma- yeah. <laughs> Before he makes like trademark. Dozer the funny part is he fucking... went through all like the right. That he like appealed it. He like what? Yeah, he appealed it. He did all. He did all the proper things first, and he's like, "Well, I've tried all of the options that are legal. Time to make a tank out of a bulldozer." And you're like, Bro. "You can't solve it in a Judge Judy type environment. You can only solve it in a killdozer <laughs> type of environment." It's like if the Punisher owned a muffler shop. Pretty much, yeah. That's basically it <laughs> but uh that's the uh that's the story of killdozer again shout out to sir corny neck for the tip on this one because it is a wild ride i feel like a better citizen of the world now that i know more about <laughs> killdozer <laughs> i feel like a child of the universe now that i have the information of killdozer you had to you gotta wonder could this have been avoided i'm thinking uh, no i'm thinking <laughs> yeah I think also, there had to be a kill those the, the fact <laughs> i think the fact that they were like hey here's two hundred fifty thousand dollars are bad and he was still like <laughs> he, he did like he had an out there but instead he was like that. Ah. That makes it even more outrageous yeah Imagine being offered two hundred thousand right. dollars instead you make kill dozer <laughs> so absurd it's so that's crazy. incredible it's Look so crazy. leverage slinging dingers that they don't up our paychecks to at least a million yeah, dollars <laughs> kill dozer yeah. will be arriving pod dozers on its way it's, it, yeah it definitely reminds me of a b movie where like this <laughs> the building or what's the the stephen king the car uh christine 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 baby yeah it's like christine but Driven by a, a muffler shop owner. It's Christine, but they drove it through like was. really dumb, like over masculine, <laughs> like 
guy <laughs> drinking a ton of bush lights is like, wait, yeah. what's like way more hardcore wait, than Christine? <laughs> Kill Dozer. Yeah, Christine's a girl's yeah, name. Kill Dozer. Fuck yeah. <laughs> just like anthrax playing in the background just like (laughs) i was gonna say i can't believe that there's not an american flag painted on this bad boy but anyway gang let us know if you think killdozer is a blue collar hero or a kind of a shitty dude who doesn't know how to handle uh defeat make sure to uh hit us up on our socials at mmmacabpod on twitter instagram monday morning macabre and check out our website, mondaymorningmacabre.com, to see merch episodes. Uh, Patreon link is up there. If you guys want to get bonus episodes and listen to our dumb voices talk about more and more things. And if you have any like type of topics that are remotely like this, please, for the love of God, tell yeah, us. Yeah, please, please, please let us know. We need to know an expanded Killdozer universe yeah. exists out there. We should just make, oh man, the next Scones fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> To kill those are expanding. To kill universe. a mocking dozer. If I was a good artist, man, the the graphic novel would be cooking. Yeah, <laughs> true. We need to hire. Hey, anyone out there uh, good at drawing bulldozers <laughs> and destruction, uh, with machine guns, and yeah, and men down on their luck? If so, call us. <laughs> <laughs> Give us, drop us a line. We just said the socials. You know where to find. Yeah, get us. on a get on a radio and, dial <laughs> and call us. <laughs> get in a fo- your and, nearest uh, phone booth. As always, have a good Monday. As always, have a good Monday, especially the what demographic are we looking at? Uh, 18 to 24 year olds. I bet that killed those or be busting. Oh, yeah. huh? <laughs> I uh, bet they love the phone on God, on God. I mean, just now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, have a good Monday. Goodbye. Have a good Monday. Goodbye.